0: Hello and welcome to the Victim Podcast. My name is Lamir Ferreira presenting... In our special edition this week on the Victim Podcast, we will be talking about the role of the media in transitional justice process. Despite the media play a significant role in transitional justice process, what essential role can the media play in this period in the Gambia?
1: It's very important the media plays that very key important role in highlighting what will impact in people's lives. And without a um, successful transitional process, process because Gambia is going through a transitional justice process and the media plays a key role in ensuring that the spotlight is kept on that and that the Gambians can fully participate because also if Gambians don't know what is going on, it's difficult for them to participate. their attitudes going to change and then we make the same
0: mistakes again as a country. What are some of the challenges they encounter in disseminating information in this modern era of social media?
1: The proliferation of social media and live streaming um, means that information comes out in real time um, quite often. And um, the problem sometimes can be without contextualizing it. Um, so it's a problem um, that everybody has a mobile phone and everybody can write whatever they want to start up a blog and just publish.
0: With these and a lot more useful information, you will hear our special guest on the show is Yusef Taylor, alias Flex Dan. Flex is an editor for Ghanaco Online News Platform in the Gambia and has written a lot of stories relating to transitional justice in the Gambia. This is The Victim Podcast. The Victim Podcast is proudly brought to you in partnership with the International Center for Transitional Justice, ICTJ. Welcome back to The Victim Podcast. My name is Lamin Fadera, your host for this week's show. In case you are listening to the podcast for the first time, welcome on board. The objective of The Victim Podcast is to raise awareness About transitional justice beyond the work of the TRRC and highlight the importance of the implementation of the TRRC report. The podcast will create a platform for victims civil society organization, and NGOs to ensure co-race awareness of the non-recurrence of human rights violation and the Never Again campaign is achieved in a form of a podcast. You can follow the Victim Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, or better still, on Instagram. And don't forget to like our page on the various platforms. This is the Victim Podcast. Alright, let's begin today's conversation and talk about the role of media in transitional justice period in the Gambia. Since the media is regarded as the fourth estate, it has a huge role in disseminating information to reach the wider audience. Despite its fourth estate pillar, it has so many challenges it encounters due to the proliferation of the media in the Gambia and also the adding of social media. What important role should the media do in this transitional justice period and the way forward in the Gambia? Gainaco editor Yusef Tello, alias Flexdan. Tell us more in this exclusive interview with the Victim Podcast.
1: Yes, um, the media plays a huge and important role in educating the masses and making sure that the Gambian people um, are well informed. And, um, you know, they say, if you don't know where you're going, make sure you know where, you know, you're coming from. So... For us as a country to be able to make sure that we learn from our previous mistakes, um, the media plays a very important role in educating and sensitizing the Gambian public with what is relevant and what is going to make a meaningful impact and certainly Gambia as a country for known for its peace and stability. Um even on our progress, um peace, prosperity, that is what is on our coat of arms. It's very important the media plays that very key important role in highlighting what will impact in people's lives. And without a um, successful transitional um, process because Gambia is going through a transitional justice process and the media plays a key role in ensuring that the spotlight is kept on that and that the Gambians can fully participate Because also if Gambians don't know what is going on, it's difficult for them to participate. Their attitudes won't change and then we make the same mistakes again as a country. So the media, the role of the media is something that you cannot emphasize in
0: this. The role of the media is something that you cannot overemphasize. But having said that, you spoke about significant issues related to the media and also we've seen that over the years you know since the new government came into power there are so many um, media houses that you know are established and also online mediums as well and even you know people that you know tend to join the uh, journalism fraternity or some people You know, have just the gadgets, but they still call themselves, um, the media. I mean, how do you distinguish these people when it comes to reporting the realities on the ground? Because sometimes more often you see speculative information, things that are not, you know, very significant when it comes to the issue of transitional justice.
1: Yes. Um, that's a problem with the modern age now. Um, not just in Gambia, but across the world. And, um, obviously the, Proliferation of social media and live streaming, um, means that information comes out in real time, um, quite often. And, um, the problem sometimes can be without contextualizing it. Um, so it's a problem, um, that everybody has a mobile phone and everybody can write whatever they want to, start up a blog and just publish. And that also is an opportunity, um, in that, you know, you also have freedom of expression. And, um, journalists are taking advantage of this. But it's, uh, um, certainly what I would say is for the Gambians, for people generally, to have trusted, um, sources of information. Know that if this is a radio station, you know the frequency when they speak. Obviously, that is coming from a radio station and you would in- insist and expect that they would have their procedures for information to be checked before it comes on air. But if you go to Mr. X um, social media, um, not saying that what they are saying might not be correct, but because they may not have those same procedures in place to check information before it comes out. It, it lacks, you, you, you cannot take that information and put it on the same level as an information that is coming from a, um, you know, checked media house. So I think the Gambians should also know, look, whatever it is you are reading, make sure that you are identifying who is it coming from. Um, does this person have a credible reputation? Is this a, prof- a professional media organization or is this an individual's media, um, blog post or something like that. So I think um, in the day and age now, everybody has to be thinking like that. Because once you stop thinking like that and you take any information that you see and you just share it without even checking who is sharing, who is posting it, are they a news media or are they just a person, you just share it and then other people will just take it from you and that's how false information spreads. So yes, it's a difficult time.
0: Well, you've covered the TRRC. You cover a lot of stories related to transitional justice, um, over the past years. Um, why is it important for someone to read the Commission white paper or the TRRC report or issues that are related to transitional justice before, um, reporting on the facts? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, it's very important for the journalists to do that. And the main reason why is that you will be able to contextualize your news. You'll be able to speak from the recommendations and i think you most importantly you'll be able to monitor yeah and see whether the recommendations are actually being implemented and that is one of the key important role that a journalist should play in this period of the um post white paper it's not just post post trrc anymore mm. we're talking post white paper, paper yeah. you see does the white paper they said is 98% or 96% or whatever mm. is that true Malagan is fact-checking. Mm-hmm. See, these are the things that you expect the journalists to highlight. Absolutely. You see, so if a recommendation hasn't been implemented, find out why. Go to the Ministry of Justice. Question. Send no, them questions. Not armchair journalism. Not armchair journalism. Don't just sit at your home without um, going to find out the facts. And doing some comparison. Look at what is in the white paper, TRRC recommendation first. This is what the TRRC is recommending. Now, what does the government white paper say it will do with that recommendation? Is it going to implement that recommendation? Don't just take the word for it. Read them both. Put them together. And then make your analysis by not just sitting at home to do your analysis. You are not a lawyer. You are not an expert. Go to a lawyer. Present the scenarios to them. Ask for further um, clarification from the Ministry of Justice. You know, you cannot get somebody from the TRRC. What does the white... uh, the victim center think they are still here and what do some of the victims say if it is a recommendation which relates to a specific victim why not go to that specific victim and ask them if it's a recommendation which relates to an institution Gambia Bar Association is one of those why not go to them prison service why not go to them so and see have things started to even change you know, So I think um, the media, the role um, that we play, that is why it is important. And the main reason also why it is important, it can always boomerang and turn back to us. Mm-hmm. Let us remember that journalists and media were also one of the most um, prosecuted um, in this um, country. Absolutely. So, it could turn back to you. If you are a journalist, don't think that this is something that which may, uh you know, ah, it doesn't relate to us. It relates to us. And specifically, there are recommendations that relate specifically to the media, press freedom, which you could also investigate further as a journalist.
0: Absolutely. Very important. As he said, you know, Read, don't just read, but try to make fact checks, consult people that have the ideas or that are expert on specific fields for them to help you out in case you have any clarification. Now, let's talk about the post-TRRC, because we all know, you know, the Commission has already sent it, you know, recommendation to the government. The government also, they they will act almost 98% or 95% of some of these things. You know, why is it important to put them to check and balance? It's very, very
1: important, and I'm very glad that Malagan has looked into that specific issue which you have just raised, and we will I will try to articulate it in a summary as as, as much as I could. Um, the government said that there were two recommendations which it rejected, for example, and those two recommendations were specific. He mentioned them. That is the amnesty, yeah. one, and the second one is the mercenary judges tag. Tagging the mercenary judges, that means there are others also. When you check, there were other recommendations like Usman saw yeah. the um, current SIS NIA um, director, director and um, Songo. He could be
0: banned for ten years, according to the exactly, report. and he's still working. And in he's the, still working.
1: Yeah. So, first, as a journalist, it's very, very important. Why is it important? Because of we journalists are seekers of truth. Mm-hmm. We want to give people the facts, the truth, and we know. That the victims deserve the truth. So this is why um it's so important that we have to check those things.
0: And and for example, I mean let me not cut you short, but the TRS he says, you know, the current director general of the NIA or SIS, you know, he you know destroys so many evidence exactly. the NIA.
1: Well, which relate to the
0: work uh, of the TRS. Exactly. So
1: without the evidence, and we are all seeing, like if you go to court without evidence, it's going to be a foolish case. Absolutely. So And we don't want that to happen to the victims. We want to make sure that there is at least, if the evidence should have been there, somebody has tampered with it it is clear that something needs to happen to that person because of if nothing happens, in fact, we are sending the wrong message, that officers can get away with that kind of action. And for somebody who is leading the SIS or NIA, the person needs to be somebody who would be able to reform that institution. There are also institutional recommendations. I want Gambians to understand this. It is not just about victim, 100 victims. There are institutions which need to change. That is the security institutions, and they have given specific recommendations. How will those institutions change if those people were are still in the system, if those same people were responsible for destroying evidence? Is that what they are going to teach the other officers that are under them? So this is why, um, we welcome also the Minister of Justice saying that they are going to suspend all of them. But at the same time, we are disappointed that Usman So, it seems like it's not one of those who they have, um, you know, is, um. Yeah, Usman So and Sonko. Exactly. Yeah. So these are things where as journalists, it's important. When you also start reading, and you talked about the importance of reading as well, you will see in the white paper, it says some of the recommendation government has noted noted is not telling you whether they are going to implement it or they are not going to implement it, is, it. it is very
0: vague.
1: that's very vague yeah. so with that you don't want to um, say they are not going to implement it that's not what we want to believe we want to believe they will implement it but it also leaves question marks and the victims are going to be wondering are they going to implement it? That means noted, are they going to implement it or not? So you, Malagan, what they did also is to check all of those which have been noted and not. You see. So beyond that, for example, the minister said that they have a list of those who they are going to suspend. The adversely mentioned and what they are going to deal with them. For example, the bans or suspension or prosecution or, or termination or retirement. Now, As a journalist, if the minister has said that in the last press conference, yeah, you can follow up and go and get that list because they said that they were going to provide that list. You see, so our media house, for example, we have done that. And very soon we are coming out with a publication, Gainaco Online News. We are coming out with a publication which will highlight a list of all of those officers who have been adversely mentioned. And what the, um, you know, TRRC is saying. What government is going to do about it? So these are all very important. Will the victims be able to see the transparency in this process?
0: The report of the TRRC, which have seventeen volumes, very interesting, and we encourage you to read um even though it's very bulky but at least to read to understand uh some of these things but uh, we spoke about the importance of journalists to be on top of information um especially reporting on issues that are affecting the lives and livelihood uh of the people um having said that we know that post-yrr is very very important i mean what pressure can the journalists also uh put on the government uh, so that this implementation process will be uh, even faster
1: indeed um The fact, the mere fact of the journalist going to ask question for the list, that will put government on its toes. Government will now to say, hey, okay, ah, we said we'll give them the list. Now the list is out. Now people will start to wonder, what are they going to do
2: next?
1: next? Uh? So then, but without that information, uh, the people will not be able to engage their, um the Ministry of Justice. The victims who are supposed to know this information, they will not know. And they go into these platforms. So besides that, um, going the process hasn't ended. It's a continuation. Also, you don't just have to just read only. Um, one of the things which journalists can do is to follow the process. There is still a lot of dialogue taking place between the victims. The reparations bill is coming, asking the government what are they going to do with this reparations bill. Following to find out what do the victims um, want from this um, reparations bill is also very important. Um, so deciphering the information is is key. And like you said, read. We also have a publication, one of the most trickiest things. What is the legal avenue that the government that is going to pursue? And with legal avenue, it can take decades. Mm-hmm. So managing expectations is also part of your write up You cannot write as if justice is coming next year. You know, but what legal avenue are they going to pursue? We have one publication which is coming. One of my colleagues that I'm working with on Gainaco is an ICTJ supported publication. This one as well. Um, it's going to write about the TRRC, the options for legal prosecution and what has government agreed with to follow in their white paper. Paragraph 19 and 20 in the white paper talks about the legal avenue that government will pursue. Not only that, we go further to the Ministry of Justice, speaking to their officials to find out, is there any difference between what TRRC has recommended in these options, yes, and the option which you are going to pursue? And I can confirm option A and option C. They want to do persecution in the country from the Ministry of Justice, from what they have said. And uh, uh, um, also explore other avenues outside the country when and the that case comes up. Is, yes. So that is another option, what we call option C.
0: Option C.
1: Yes, option C is to go to another country.
0: Which is a neighboring country. Country, the Gambia. yes.
1: And there are some countries which have been listed there. Togo,
0: Nigeria, Senegal, Senegal Ghana. The Ghana, the yes. Gambia. So
1: some of yeah. those countries... So that's another option. And that might be for some people who they want to prosecute that are not in, that are, they don't want to do that in the Gambia, perhaps like maybe uh, a German yeah. security situation.
0: In fact, the TRC recommends that it's option C is even easier mm. because there are certain laws, you know, which the Gambia uh, did not have, or we yes. don't have jurisdiction of some of these things, yes. uh, which can be easier uh, outside. Yes,
1: if you read the white paper, it is also saying in speaking to that, so there is a conversation between the TRRC report and the white paper, the white paper is saying that they want to bring in some of these laws, like the torture. I know torture bill is hanging, Yeah. and I've been following it. I've been writing about it. We're expecting the torture bill to come up, and then they want to prepare the legal, um, in, prepare the legal framework so that they could do the prosecutions here. There's a benefit to that, and there's pros and cons. One benefit is that our there will be legal experts who would come in Mm -hmm. here to support the process and then our legal lawyers would also benefit from that, to work with them. them. Mm -hmm. And then going forward, we'd be able to do that here in the country. I see a lot of sense in that too. Mm -hmm. And um, the disadvantage is there are some people who probably it's not currently safe to even prosecute them here in the Gambia. Yes.
0: Very important um, point that Flex has already mentioned. And that's why it's important journalists also are on top of some of these issues because the people that read the news, the people that listen to the radios or watch TV all depend on the journalists to get this information. Not only information, but information that are accurate and factual as well. Um, Flex, without wasting much of your time, what final message will you give to the colleagues in the media and how important uh, will they also you know, do, especially when it comes to training because some of uh, the colleagues need to get some of this training at least to understand their important roles in the transitional justice period
1: Yes, um, I think working hand in hand with um, civil society can help in this matter mm-hmm. um, I do a lot of work with civil society organizations, I actually see myself as the voice of civil society, Absolutely. I keep saying that all the time yeah. I, am, I, 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 I because for me civil society and the media are one it's just that in the past, the what happened during the Yaya Jame regime forced the media to divorce themselves from civil society, you see. So um, this is something that we are still trying to overcome. It's still very, I would like to inc- encourage the journalists to see themselves as part of civil society. There is no civil society without the media. And what journalists could do is to engage those civil society organizations which are working hand in hand with the victims. Make sure that they're always carried along with the conversation. Journalists play a key role in ensuring that there is not just a one sided conversation. Ensuring that if victim center even doesn't want to, or Ministry of Justice doesn't want to speak to victim X, the journalists, the way they do their work, they even encourage a conversation. Journalists can go talk to the victim, go take that question, talk to the Ministry of Justice. And thereby, they can be part of that. There are a lot of engagements that are happening between civil society, Ministry of Justice, the reparations bill, I I hinted about that, and the procedures. Civil society are meeting victims. But where are the journalists there? And I also think civil society also can replicate to ensure that they expand the space, whatever work they're doing, try to see how they could include an element of media journalists.
0: Well, this is all we have for today's program. Our guest on the show was Youssef Taylor, an editor for Gay Online newspaper. Thanks for listening to the program. Remember, this program is brought to you in association the Victim Podcast have with International Center for Transitional Justice, ICTJ. Don't forget to download this podcast. You can also download the previous podcasts you have missed on this platform. You can also follow the Victim Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, or better still, on Instagram. Don't forget to like our page as well. You can also share this podcast on different social media platforms as well. Thanks for listening. Stay blessed.